listening to Work From The Weight, a personal weight loss journey podcast, a place to share the ups and downs, the experiences, and the science of weight loss, all to encourage you to reach your own weight loss goals. Here's your host, Randy Black. On today's episode, we're going to examine the concept of intermittent fasting, as well as the pros and cons that exist with this hot trend in weight loss. Intermittent fasting is one of the hottest trends currently in all areas of health and fitness. The concept is extremely simple. An individual limits their food intake during a certain period of time. It's an eating pattern that cycles between periods of eating and periods of fasting. There's several methods of intermittent fasting out there, and we're going to look at some of those here in a little bit. A quick disclaimer that I want to share on intermittent fasting because there has not been extensive scientific research into intermittent fasting since it's become such a new hot trend. So take the time, do your own research, speak with your medical provider before attempting to use intermittent fasting as part of your own health regimen. I did this. I received the blessing from my nurse practitioner that I visit uh, at the family medical office to get started due to my weight and having the fat reserves in my body that I can burn in place of those carbohydrates. So there's several popular methods out there of intermittent fasting. Each has its own approach to the timing and duration of fasting and eating. Here's a list of some of the most common ones that are out there. First one is the 16-8 method. This is also known as the lean gains protocol. It involves daily fasting for 16 hours and restricting your eating to a window of only eight hours. Typically, it involves skipping breakfast, uh, having your first meal around noon, and then finishing up your last meal by 8 p.m. You also have the 5-2 diet. This method normally lets you eat for five days, um, and then you restrict your caloric intake to around five or 600 calories for two consecutive or two non-consecutive days during that week. So on the fasting days, the calories are typically consumed in one or two really small meals. Another method out there is the eat-stop-eat method. With that method, you fast for 24 hours once or twice a week. For example, you may finish dinner on Monday and not eat until dinner on Tuesday. So you have a 24-hour window there where you simply do not eat anything. There's also the alternate day fasting method. Uh, This approach involves fasting every other day where you either completely abstain from food or you limit your calorie intake to around five or 600 calories on those fasting days. Another popular method is the warrior diet. This method involves eating small amounts of raw fruits and vegetables during the day and having one large meal at night. The fasting period typically lasts for about 20 hours with a four-hour eating window in the evening. And the last popular method out there is the spontaneous meal skipping. Uh, It's less structured uh, in in being a form of intermittent fasting. You simply skip a meal when you feel like it, when it suits your schedule or your appetite says, yeah, maybe I really don't need to eat. Um, An example might be you just occasionally skip breakfast or you're just not feeling it and you skip dinner for the day. It's important to note that while these methods can be effective for some individuals, the best intermittent fasting approach may vary depending on your personal preferences, your lifestyle, and your health considerations. 
It's recommended that you experiment and find the method that suits you best while still meeting your nutritional needs. It's also crucial that you stay well hydrated during fasting periods and that you prioritize balanced, healthy meals during your eating windows. Are you enjoying what you're hearing? Head over to workfromtheway.com slash support to donate to the show or join one of our listener membership levels starting at just $1 per month. While intermittent fasting primarily focuses on when to eat rather than what to eat, it's still important to make mindful and healthy food choices during your eating periods. So here's some general guidelines on foods to avoid or limit while you're practicing intermittent fasting. Highly processed foods. This are going to be foods that are you know like fast food, sugary snacks, packaged chips, processed meats. Those foods, uh, foods tend to be high in sugars. They have unhealthy fats, artificial ingredients, and they can neg- negatively impact your health and they can hinder your weight loss efforts, even though you are fasting. You should also avoid sugary beverages, sodas, fruit juices, energy drinks. Other sugary beverages should be avoided. They're high in calories and they can lead to blood sugar spikes, potentially breaking the fasted state that you're in and affecting your insulin levels. You need to be careful with Refined carbohydrates, that's foods that are made with refined grains, such as white bread, white rice, uh, pasta. Those should all be limited. Those foods are quickly digested and can cause a rapid rise in your blood sugar levels and can also cause some disruptions to your fasting. You need to be careful with snacking and grazing. While intermittent fasting encourages shorter eating windows, it's important to avoid excessive snacking or grazing In that eating period, it can lead to overeating and it can hinder the benefits of fasting. And the last thing you want to try to avoid is alcohol. Alcoholic beverages should be consumed in moderation, if at all. Personally, I I don't drink. I've never drank alcohol. Uh, I'm I'm kind of a teetotaler. Um, What alcohol does is it provides empty calories. Those calories then can cause a disruption to your sleep pattern. It can interfere with your metabolic process and can really mess up any work you've done with your fasting. Remember that it's essential to focus on a balanced and nutritious diet during your eating window. Include whole foods such as fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains, and healthy fats. Those are there to ensure you're meeting your nutritional needs and supporting your overall health. If you have specific dietary concerns uh, or you have a health condition that might be affected by this, it's always a good idea to consult with a healthcare professional or a registered dietitian for personalized advice. Work from the Way is recorded at Johns Creek Studios in Milton, West Virginia. Interested in sponsoring the studio? Head over to workfromtheway.com slash support and sign up as the studio sponsor. Intermittent fasting has its pros and cons. So here's a summary of some of the key findings and the statistics out there related to intermittent fasting that I found in my own research. Intermittent fasting is, has been associated with weight loss in several different studies. One study that was published in the JAMA Inter- Internal Medicine in 2019 found that participants who practiced intermittent fasting lost on average 0.55 pounds or 0.25 kilograms per week more than those who followed continuous calorie restriction diets. 
Intermittent fasting has been shown to improve insulin sensitivity, which is important when you're trying to regulate your blood sugar levels. A study published in Cell Metabolism in 2018 reported that intermittent fasting reduced insulin levels and improved insulin sensitivity in participants. Intermittent fasting has been linked to various health benefits. Research suggests that it may help lower blood pressure, it may reduce inflammation, improve cholesterol levels, and enhance the cellular repair process. However, the extent and the significance of those effects may vary among individuals, and the research has not been widespread. Some studies conducted on animals and cells in the lab have suggested that intermittent fasting may have potential benefits for aging and longevity. For example, research published in Nature Communications in 2020 found that intermittent fasting extended the lifespan of mice. However, again, more research is needed to understand if similar effects uh, like this may occur in humans. One advantage of intermittent fasting is it is relatively a simple approach, which makes it easier for some individuals to adhere to compared to traditional calorie-restricted diets. However, adherence can vary depending on individual preferences and lifestyles, so you have to be careful. And intermittent fasting is generally considered safe for healthy individuals, but it may not be suitable for everyone. People with certain medical conditions, such as diabetes or eating disorders, should approach intermittent fasting with caution and consult with a healthcare professional before starting. It's worth noting that individual responses to intermittent fasting can vary, and more research is definitely needed to fully understand its long-term effects, especially in diverse populations and different dietary contexts. As with any diet or lifestyle change, it's important to approach intermittent fasting with balanced nutrition and consider individual needs and goals. I started intermittent fasting on May 28th. My first fast scared me as I lasted almost 22 hours without eating. I couldn't believe it. I can't believe I did this. While scared and shocked at what had occurred, I did not feel hungry. I saw that I was going to be able to do this and hopefully drop some pounds in the process. In the time since I began my first fast, up until recording this episode, I've lost a pretty good amount of weight. Um, I'll have to look to be able to tell you for sure. Uh, but May 28th, I was weighing in at approximately 403, 404. Um, and you're going to hear here in a minute where I'm at right now. Um, so the goal, as you heard in the previous episode is to lose weight gradually. Um, and that process is proving to do that for me. And it's working to, to help me to, to reach my goals that I've set for myself. So for me, intermittent fasting is working uh, fairly well. And I'm seeing the weight loss that I'm, I'm hoping to see and that I expected to see. Um, I love keeping people updated on my progress here on the show, as well as over on my support page at workfromtheweight.com slash support, where you can sign up uh, with one of our membership levels. And the most basic one to be a weight loss warrior is $1 a month. And with that, you get to see daily weight updates that I post over there uh, to check my progress um, and keep everyone informed on how I'm holding myself accountable for this weight loss. 
It's time. It's time. It's weekly weigh-in time. As of the recording of this episode, I weighed in at 386.7 pounds. A good amount of weight loss since the recording of the last episode, but that comes with a little caveat. Uh, I spoke in the very first episode of the show about my history of lymphedema and infections in my leg, and this week saw another one return. Um, I was out with my wife enjoying a fantastic film that everyone should see, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and I began to experience pain on the outside of my right ankle while sitting in the theater. By the time the movie had ended, I was barely able to walk out of the theater to our car due to the pain and the swelling that was recurring in my foot and ankle. I spent the rest of that evening and Sunday in bed with it elevated in hopes that it would force the swelling to go down, but it did not. I went to work on Monday and hobbled the best I could, but had a visit with my medical practitioner on Tuesday morning already scheduled. Um, I left that visit with a plan of treatment that had a few possible outcomes. I first had blood taken to get a full metabolic panel so they could check, number one, the levels of my white blood cells, which would indicate an infection if elevated, as well as see other measurements. But I also had a D-dimer test. I know, I know. You just ask yourself the same thing I did. What's a D-dimer test? Well, D-dimer test is looking for the dimer enzyme in your blood. An elevated level above 0.5 means that there could be the presence of a blood clot and that further intervention should be taken. Ultimately, that test came back with a normal range, so we ruled out the possibility of a blood clot. Uh, But I also left that day with two prescriptions to start taking immediately to aid uh, in case it wasn't the blood clot. I started taking an antibiotic, in this case, K-Flex, in case it was an infection. And I started taking Lasix to remove the fluid that was being retained in my ankle, my foot, my leg that was contributing to the swelling. Um, if, If you've ever been prescribed a diuretic, you know what I'm about to tell you about. Uh, If you haven't, please be prepared for the first few days to include bathroom visits every 60 to 90 minutes. The amount of fluid that came out of my body in the first 48 hours was amazing. I talked about my weight loss while I was at Disney, and I lost nine pounds in three days walking around at Disney, but that was nothing. I lost 14 pounds in two days. 14 pounds in two days. It's the most dramatic swing in weight loss I've had yet on this journey. Uh, The foot, the ankle are both doing better. The swelling is almost completely gone. There's still some around the ankle, but overall it is is much relieved and I'm feeling much better. Uh, So I I know that it is working. It's going to be a process, you know, to try to get everything back to normal. If you want some updates daily about my weight loss and to track my progress, as I said just a minute ago, head over to workfromtheweight.com slash support. Sign up as a weight loss warrior for a dollar a month or one of our other support packages there, and you'll have access to those updates so that you can track my progress along with me to help hold me accountable. On the next episode of Work From The Weight, we're going to look at drinking water as a tool to keep your body hydrated and healthy. We're going to look at my shift from drinking lots of soda, uh, lots of tea, 
to taking in almost entirely water only daily and the tool I've been using to do so. Don't forget, I'm also working with some folks to record and share their weight loss journey stories with us. If you're interested in doing the same, head over to workfromthewake.com slash contact and fill out the contact form about being a potential guest on the podcast. Thank you for listening to Work From The Weight, a personal weight loss journey podcast. Visit workfromtheweight.com slash follow to see how you can follow the show and receive new episodes automatically when they're released.